Welcome to Tag Me, a social media podcast. We'll be connecting with successful people and brands on social media to share their tips and best practices with you. My name is Audrey, and in this episode, we'll be learning social media tips from content creator Karen Rosalie of Rosalie Agency. She'll be sharing how she uses social media to get all of her clients, some of her clients' social media product shot list, her product shot tips, and more. So stay tuned. Karen's social media handles are linked for you in the episode notes. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's learn a thing or two about social media from Karen. She creates campaigns and ads for brands like Guess, Summer Fridays, Moroccan Oil, and other Sephora-based brands. And her work has been featured in Bazaar, Allure, and InStyle. Let's welcome Karen to the Tag Me podcast. Hi, Audrey. Thank you for having me. I'm sure a lot of people listening have your product photos saved in their Instagram folders. But for people who may not know you, explain a little bit about what you do and how you got started. Um, I'm the founder of Rosalie Agency, and we're a content creation team based in downtown LA. And we work with beauty brands to create photos and videos. How did you get started doing that? I mean, I've always been a photographer. And I think when I first started um, freelancing, I just decided that I wanted to work with the team and work with brands. And so here we are. How has social media played a role in your career? I would say I get 100% of my clients through social media. And wow. it's actually really insane because I don't do any marketing or I don't do any paid ads. And so usually all my clients find me either do refer, uh, through referral or through my images on social. So your product shots obviously speak for themselves. What do you think you're doing on social media that's really helping you lock these clients in? Is it what you're posting or the quality of the brands you're working with? I think our images really speak to brands because there's a elevated element to it, right? It feels produced, but then there's also an element that feels very organic. So mm -hmm. it also could have been just like, it looks like it's placed in real life. And I think that's where we come in is that we bridge uh, advertising versus like social media content where that where like every girl can do. So we're kind of in between. Like, I think our images are very like organic, but it's also elevated. And that's why brands like come to us and and want us to shoot for them. Absolutely. I agree. I think uh, we all know that editorial shots don't perform as well on social, but we mm -hmm. also know that product shots need to look as nice as possible and, mm -hmm. and send some type of a message about the brand or product to the audience looking. So that being said, what makes a great product shot for social? Ooh. And I think that has changed a lot. In the beginning, it was all flat lays. And that's what I kind of got known for. And it was like product in the middle of like a lot of other props. What I'm seeing now more is just like straight product shot of where you can really feel the texture. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been doing a lot in 2019 is just really like juicy, ooey gooey, like texture shots where you can really like feel the product off your screen. Ooh, wow. I love how that sounds. <laughs> and I have seen a lot of your product shots that mm -hmm. are like that, especially for summer Fridays. Yeah. How do you capture texture in a shot? Do you um, have to use the product itself? Yeah. And I think technically it's like you just, you, you just zoom all the way in and it's like having good lighting so you can light the product. Sometimes it looks different to your eye versus shining a flash on it. Mm -hmm. um, so it just depends on which products. Some products need more work than others. Yeah. It's so funny because I'll see product shots, especially yours. I'm like, wow, this lotion looks so good in this picture, but then I'll put it on my face and I'm like, why does it not look the same in my <laughs> shot? So do product shots differ depending on the social platform they're going to live on? And do you take that into consideration when you're shooting? For sure. And that's how we always have to ask brands beforehand, like, where is this image going to live? We've been doing a lot more uh, like for Sephora web shots. So that's like super basic, like super just clean, white, very technical, right? Like just super e-com. 
But then if it's going to live on social, then you have a little bit more creativity and more fun to just be creative and be more wild with the shot. Mm -hmm. And you can, and typically, um, now we're getting more clients that say like they want a four by five crop. Whereas in, if you do it for web or whatever, it's going to be a landscape or a square shot. So Ooh. we take that into consideration. Yeah. I actually just found a cheat sheet for all the social media platforms and all their sizes. So I can Ooh, share that with you yes, after. That'd be awesome. And if anyone else wants to see it, I actually shared it on the tag me podcast, Twitter, which is where I share all news related to social. So since you're an expert in product <laughs> shots, what are some tips for people or brands taking shots of product? Um, I would say know your product, right? I feel like a lot of brands, sometimes they'll look to other brands and it might not necessarily work for your product. So mm-hmm. like they'll, like I'll have brands that come to me with shot lists with this inspo picture of a product that's like maybe like tube form, right? But then mm-hmm. for their product, it's like in a jar form and that image is not going to translate the same way. So I think like um, if brands are trying to create images that will capture like their audience, they'd kind of need to know like, how does it feel? Like, how can we translate it in picture? Mm-hmm. So at this point, you've worked with so many brands and so many credible brands. What should brands be posting on social media about their products? I like to do, I mean, for me, the most fun when I'm doing it. And I think if you're having fun creating the images and that will really translate, right? So I love when brands want to tell their brand story, whether it's the product formula or where or how to use this product. I love doing like, like product usage shots, right? Like, um, how many, like what the amount of that you should be putting on your skin and how it like transfers, what ingredients. Um, I love doing shots like that. I think brands should definitely include an educational element to mm-hmm. their social images. And it's not just like pretty. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of brands, especially if they don't have a huge budget, get this idea in their head that they need to be posting on their feed every day. But mm-hmm. I think quality is really important. So mm-hmm. what would your feedback be on that? If you know they can only afford to pay someone X amount and they have maybe a few images that won't spread out through the whole month, would you recommend you know, them taking the photos themselves or just posting at a frequency that would allow them to have quality content over, over just like posting every day. Yeah, for sure. And the packages that we give to our clients is really just like 15 to 20 images and that doesn't last them the whole month. So for them, I recommend um, half like brand produced content and then half user generated content. So I think like having a community for your brand is very important. So whether it's seeding products to influencers, getting the images back, um, I think brands can do a lot with not paying for content, but just like getting it from their communities. And I think like if you learn just basic editing, like Visco, putting a filter on it, that's just like, welcome to 2020. You can really create a beautiful feed with just Visco filter and user-generated content. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned user-generated content because it's so important. Mm-hmm. It allows you to engage with your community and it also allows you to build a community on social. Mm-hmm. And that way, if people come to your platform, they can kind of see what the brand is, who's using the brand, right. and it really helps tell the story. Right. But I also love that you mentioned apps. So besides Visco, what other apps do you like using on your phone that help you edit a photo quick? Obviously not for the brands you're working with, but for yourself. <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, so I have the new iPhone 11 Max Pro. And now Apple has this like new in-camera editing like app. You just hit like go to the photo on on photos 
and then you hit edit and then there's all these customizations that you can do so like you can turn up the exposure you can put a filter on it you can change the degree of the filter you put on it actually that's my first pass so i'll do it there first and then i'll put it in visco oh wow yeah what are some of your favorite visco filters um definitely the a series so yeah. like a6 a9 like but i don't like to put like too many filters i think like Maybe a couple years ago when it first launched, it was like hype beast, like hype series, like it was all about the filters, but now I feel like less is more. What do you think is best when editing products? Is it really good high lighting? Is it less saturation, more saturation, or does it just depend on the product and the mood and the vibe the brand is trying to go for? Yeah, I think that's a really good question because it product is definitely different from like people and model editing. Because with products, you can really punch the clarity and you can punch the contrast to really make it pop. And that is, I would say that's my secret sauce is to just like add a little bit more contrast and you typically would really push the light and the dark. I would, I mean, that being said though, like I, for our images, we try to down uh, or sorry, keep the highlights down so that nothing gets blown out, right? Mm -hmm. But you can increase the contrast that way and up the clarity and all the little details because with product, you really, again, you want to feel it off your screen. Yeah. I love the clarity feature in Visco. Yeah, yeah. So what would you suggest to photographers or creatives in terms of what they should and should not be doing on social media to get more work and showcase their experience? Because you've been killing it and you're doing a great job at doing it. Thank you. I think um, the lesson for social is to fake it till you make it. Um, if you're on your way to a meeting that even if it's just with a friend, then Instagram and say on my way to a meeting, it really is just like showing people like, what it is to be behind the scenes. And that way brands that hire you can know what it's like to work with you before they work with you, right? It's Mm -hmm. all this like vetting process on social. Yeah. Yeah. Do you usually take your jobs in the DM or do you have them reach out to you in email so it's more professional? I never, ever answer DMs. (laughs) Like I see people sliding into my DMs being like, what's your rate? And I just don't answer Uh because- my in my emails are all like in my bio and I always direct them to my emails because I can't keep track of inquiries if it's not through email. Like yeah. if I'm, if I start taking uh, inquiries through DMs, then it's a slippery slope from there, you know, then it's like, there's already a lot to keep track of. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In your experience, what have you found is something really important when creating product for brands to have in your contract? I would say you have to have to set your deliverables immediate, like right off the bat, because otherwise like that piece of information will be what you can point to in the end when there's an overage, when there's confusion as to what the actual deliverables are. That way everybody's on the same page. And do you ever put in there how many times you'll edit it or the amount of time you'll spend editing it? Yeah, we have two rounds of revision and usually we stay within that uh, time frame with certain clients if they want to go over like three then we usually just wave it and give it to them um but yeah i think it's really important to just put like how many photos you're getting how many videos you're getting how many round of rev- uh, revisions how long it takes to shoot everything so again you guys are all exactly on the same page because everything can be good from the start but then towards the later stage in the project you don't know like what problems could arise. Yeah. Since you've worked with so many fashion and beauty brands, what are most of the deliverable requests for you in terms of what they're asking for, for social? So what I've seen is like maybe like three or four different types, right? So either it's a, it's a solo hero product shot or it's product usage shot or it's a product texture shot or it's product with model. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Those all make sense. It sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) And usually it could be just like a mix of a bunch. 
Is there anything else related to social that you want to share? I think social can easily be taken too seriously. And I would really like to see kind of more transition back to when Instagram first started. And it was just like a little bit more organic and more like, this is my day to day and less so produced. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) I think I stopped taking my personal feed so seriously. And that's why I've been posting a lot more lately because I'm having fun. And a lot of my content is about this podcast and I'm not worried so much about the editing. I'm just like, here, this is what I'm doing. You can check it out here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, And then is there anything that you're working on that's posted on social that you're sharing on any social platform that we can support you with? So we have just started um, our video services more seriously last year. So um, we're still going through rounds of revision right now, but pretty soon they will all be launching. And I'm very excited about that. What or who do you want to create videos for? Oof, that's a tough one. I think I work with Sephora brands right now, and I think I just want to keep working with more Sephora brands and more L'Oreal brands. We'll jump into some rapid fire questions. Who is someone on social media you would love to work with, person or brand? Ooh, Kim Kardashian. Where can people follow you on social? Um, on my Instagram handle, Karen.Rosalie. Perfect. If someone wants to work with you, how do they get a hold of you? Through my email. All right, guys, you heard it here. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Tag Me podcast. Thank you for having me, Audrey. If you want to follow Karen on social media, her channels are linked for you in the episode notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tag Me. If you enjoyed it, give us a shout out on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast. Let us know what you learned from the episode. Make sure to subscribe so you're always up to date on Tag Me episodes. If you have feedback on the podcast, guest suggestions, including topics, or you want to be a guest, visit us on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast and click the email button or slide in our DM. This podcast is for you, so please let us know how we can improve. We look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you on social. Don't forget to tag me. Tag me.